0: Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now.
1: Hello and welcome back to Why This Film, the podcast where we find a movie from your childhood, we re-watch it and we get together and we have a chat about it. I'm Emily Slade and welcome back. Watched it so many times before, and now you're gonna watch it again. But it's been so many years since you last saw it, and now you show it to your friends, and they're like, "What? Th- what am I watching? Why? What? Why? Why this film?" And I'm joined today by Monica. Hello. Hello. And her chosen movie is 1982's The Last Unicorn. The IMDb breakdown is a brave unicorn and a magician fight an evil king who is obsessed with attempting to capture the world's unicorns. Is that That's a fairly accurate yeah I'd say so yeah. IMDB sort of yeah. go up and down with their um, accuracies of their plot descriptions but that
0: yeah, pretty I much sums say. it up yeah I'd say so <laughs> what is your relationship with this movie
2: okay well I first got this film when I was six years old. Wow. And uh, basically, it was around the time where we'd moved house, and I was really young, my brother was really young, and we were also going on holiday, and, and my dad was actually working that holiday, so he couldn't come with us. And my dad used to work a lot when I was young anyway, so like, it, was a, it was a thing where like, we were really upset. So to make us feel better, my mum bought, <laughs> bought my brother Ice Age and me, The Last Unicorn, Aww. on video. Oh my because obviously video was back the, thing, in the day. back in the day and i just remember receiving this like video and it was so beautiful that like is one thing i would say about this movie it's so oh, yeah. beautiful like the animation is just so colorful and bright and happy and like it just became all i watched that holiday and my brother would watch ice age and i would watch the Last unicorn my brother would watch ice age and it just carried on like that um, and it was just, like, on repeat. And it was, mm-hmm. we were in this tiny caravan with my grandparents. Aww. It was just so lovely.
1: Yeah. So, yeah. I completely agree. I came to this movie quite late. I was, um, I was an adult by the time I watched it. I think I watched it for the first time at university. I'd been told about it and I'd been lent the book. Which I'd read. No, uh, yeah. I need to read that. actually. It's very good, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then I was going through a thing where I was like, I need to watch more animated movies because I love the genre. Um, not genre. I love the medium. And yeah. um, and I, I got this on DVD, and I watched it on repeat again. Yeah. I like. I would just have it. I like downloaded it onto my tablet, and then I just like would have it as I went off to sleep every night and I yeah. would have it in the background when I was writing an essay and I would just uh, so I know the dialogue off my heart and I've listened <laughs> to it a lot more than I've like watched it, yeah. so it was such a joy this time around to actually properly sit down and watch it because it is yeah. beautiful, it really is like the colour schemes yeah. are gorgeous and the landscapes are wonderful and they take the time to like pan yeah. across all these fields that they've designed and um, the, the universe is just so beautifully constructed and the characters are so interestingly animated, and like and then on top of that, you've got the voice acting and the music that's just like. Oh consistently my gosh, yeah. like, I found that the, oh, I forgot yeah. about how lovely the credit was at the beginning.
2: Yeah. It's a proper like span of the whole world. Yeah. And like I just loved I loved um the characters as well. Like, yeah. like the the witch and how witchy yeah. she is. She's she's like a proper like
0: old school
1: witch. She looks like she's been carved out of a tree. Yeah, and like, just it's so imaginative. Um, The the main credits are like most of the there's there's soundscape of like music which is gorgeous, and then there's songs by the band America, and they're wonderful. Um, And the credits roll over this opening title that is based on the Hunt of the Unicorn, which is like a medieval tapestry. So we go into this like medieval sort of world, and then we come back to this animated world, and it's just I mean my first thing is this film is beautifully animated with a gorgeous soundtrack like that is the first note that I've written the dialogue is, sorry. Oh, no, I was just going to say, I actually
2: forgot about some of the songs. So, like, yeah. I forgot about the Now That I'm a Woman song. Yeah. And when that came on, I was tearing up. I was oh. like, oh, my God, she's forgetting herself. Sorry, I'm jumping yeah. ahead,
1: but, like, it's was. No, 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 so no. beautiful. Yeah, all of the songs are great. Like, yeah, I really like funny. them. Um, yeah. Some are better than others, I have to say. And yeah. Mia Farrow's singing voice is... you yeah, questionable. Fine. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> um, <laughs> but the... What's so what stands out to me about this movie is how it's written. The dialogue is so poetic and romantic and dramatic. And I've got like a a note here that's like what is it? It's like there's an inspirational quote like every five minutes in this movie. Like um What did I put as a thing? Like Oh yeah, like you have all the power you need if you just dare to I look for that. it. Like, I that. and there's like shit like that, like that sort of Winnie the Pooh, Harry Potter-esque yeah. type sort of like just believe in yourself. Like there's shit like that littered throughout this movie. You could pull quotes and like put them on Instagram every five minutes from also, this Also, it's, it's funny. Yes. Like it's so funny.
2: Watching it back as an adult, I just like. I just forgot, like, how funny yeah. it is. Like, as a child, you kind, of, you kind of, like, fill in the gaps. Yeah. But I realised, like, watching it as an adult, things just happen. And you're just like, oh, OK, they're doing this now. OK. Yes. And yeah, it And yeah, yeah. it's
1: just so funny. And it, like, some of the lines, like, when you first, um, they go to this sort of campsite of outlaws, and one of them's like, not rat soup again, for the oh, second yeah. night running. And then one of them's like, she could have at least used a different rat this time. <laughs> That's hilarious. As a kid, you'd probably just—I mean, was there a gap between you watching this as a kid to watching it as oh, an adult? Huge,
2: yeah. So I—I I think the last time I watched it, I think I must have been about ten. Wow. And I'm Twenty-two now, so yeah. it's, it's literally been about twelve years. Uh-huh. Um, and am so watching it again. Like, I was like, "There's, there's, this is beautiful. How yeah. am I not watching this <laughs> yeah. again?" And the, oh, just the cliches in it as well. Like, the hero. There was Wait, there was this one quote I wrote down <laughs> that just made me laugh so much. Um, it was... Uh, he goes... <laughs> it made me laugh so much. He goes, I'm a hero, and heroes know that things happen when they are meant to
1: happen. Yeah. <laughs> he's just like... <laughs> he's just such like a wannabe hero. Yeah. He's so funny. Yeah. He's so funny. All of the characters are so... You're right, they're like... They should be stereotypes but they're not because of like whatever reason. Um, so we've got this unicorn who's voiced by Mia Farrow and he it's fascinating because this unicorn's meant to be like immortal and ageless. Yeah. And nowadays if you voiced her I would put someone like Kate Blanchett, that sort of like ancient yet also incredibly young voice. Um, and she's beautifully animated. Like she's a sexy little horse. Like she's pretty she's and like very well um, taken from the book's description and put onto film. Yeah. And she's like, oh, I'm the last unicorn apparently because these like hunters have come into my wood and said how like there's no unicorns left in the world. That's weird. Yeah. And another thing, <laughs> sorry,
2: I was just gonna say like another thing I like is that because like, after I watched the last unicorn, I started watching um, the beginning of Little Nemo and I realised yeah. that like I forgot how much all these old films they just jump straight into it it's story. like you're halfway into the story yeah. they just jump straight in there's no little build up these people are on this horse and they're like oh yeah there's no more unicorns yeah. we're in a wood yeah. and then he goes why do you think it's spring all the time because there's a unicorn <laughs> yeah. in this forest yeah literally <laughs> it's just like
1: okay this makes sense there we go because you forget because it has such a short run time yeah but they have to cram it all they in go, they just go get on with it it's, it's, yeah. it's great but everything that happens is so memorable yeah. so like they leave and this unicorn's like huh, that's weird and then this butterfly turns up And this butterfly's on screen for, like, three minutes. But I just remember him so much because this voice actor does such a great job. The idea is that I think he's he's such a small, fluttery creature that his attention span is all over the place. Yeah. So he keeps singing these little songs and, like, making these little quotes. And she's trying to seriously be like, dude, are there any more unicorns left in the world? Yeah, what's happening? And he's like, la, 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 la. But then when it gets... This movie just makes me cry every single thing that it does. Like, out of nowhere, he's like singing these songs and then suddenly he's like listen, listen, yeah, no don't it. listen to me listen and I'm like oh there's something about that oh line God, that I'm just yeah. like what do you mean don't listen to you listen like what am I listening for?" and she's like huh, what and he's like there were unicorns but the Red Bull took them long ago and she's like what and then he's like la 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 off again and, and he then he starts up. like flying away
2: Yeah. I'm like okay this is a little insight to how weird I was as a child but the <laughs> you know how he just sings like weird songs all yeah. the time for some reason in my head the most memorable one was see you later alligator yeah, see so you later I'd, alligator yeah so I'd go around as a
1: child being like see you later alligator to
2: everybody
1: and <laughs> <laughs> I just used to do that on a continuous basis I love space. that I love that I still yeah. have that when something you steal um, for me it's Chip from Beauty and the Beast when he yeah, went yeah. see I told you I used to say that all the time I still do like you just steal these things from these yeah. movies without even realising and he leaves in such a dramatic way he like says that and then he's he like does. it's you and me ma hanta 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 and you're just flies like, oh. away and, and she's you're like who's like, the Red the Bull fuck yeah. it's so good but like every time and they keep doing that they'll have like oh it's a dumb kids film and then they'll have lines like that like no listen don't listen to me listen and it's like oh my god like Oh, it's so intense! I love yeah. it. Angela Frickin Lansbury plays yes. Mummy Fortuna, who is this witch that we then meet next. Just because the unicorn leaves her forest, and she's like, "Wow, oh, I guess I'm gonna go find some unicorns." And um, and then she comes across Mummy Fortuna, who has this carnival of like freaks and mysterious mythological creatures, but they're not. They're all just like bewitched. Fake, yeah. But um, it's Angela Lansbury who is Mrs. Potts from Beauty and the Beast, but like. Yeah. You would not think yeah. you can tell it's Angela Lansbury? Yeah. But she's so scary in this. She's terrifying. <laughs> yeah. it. Like she used to scare me when I'd watched her and like surprised. big she time. looks frightening and she sounds frightening. And whenever they use a spell because we all grew up with Harry Potter, I'm assuming that we're all used to these sort of Latin based yeah. spells that sort of sound normal. But the, the spells in this are, are like They sound scary, they sound like a different language and they sound real and uh, And it's also big as well, like like there's proper like
2: like the the screen changes colour, like there's all sorts sorts of weird stuff happening.
1: Of colour is magical in this and like and again, like we first meet the unicorn on the side of the road and she's like, Oh, uh, I've got these two helpers, one's like a dumbass and one's like this magician that I don't think is real, Schmendrick. And um, they'll both think she's a white mare. And um, she, like, pulls the magician close, and she's like, what do you see? And you you see things from the people's point of view where the unicorn has no horn, and then you'll see things from people's point of view, and you can see that they know that she's a unicorn. And here's one, he's like, oh, I ju- uh, it's, it's a horse, just a, it's just a white mare. <laughs> but you can see from his point of view that he knows it's a unicorn, and yeah. you're just like, this is so exciting. Like, everyone's lying, and, like, some people know what she is, and some people don't, and, like, those that do... Have such reactions to her, and I'm gonna get onto it. I'm gonna like oh. W- w- oh, mount yeah. up to that okay. moment because yeah. it is the moment of my life. I love that bit. But, um, but like, first we have Shmendrick being like, oh, so she gets captured and she's put in this sideshow and she's got a fake horns. So yeah, I was see gonna say that the she's fake a unicorn. which is so sad. But like, you do, you suddenly be like, God, like, this is a world where unicorns existed and do exist, and like, people have such a relationship with them and they don't even realize they do. and... When Smendrik comes to her in the night, he's like, "I know you. If I was blind, I would know what you are." Like that's such a lovely everything's line. Everything's so like, romantic oh and like romantic gosh. in that sort of poetic yeah. sense. Like just everything that is said is just so like dramatic and yet sincere. Yeah. And it just it just makes this movie stand out from other kids' movies. I think Definitely. because it's, it just has this feel of adulthood within it, where it like. It's wise. It feels wise. It's That's the thing. It. I
2: think that it's got a massive crossover. Like um, a child will watch it and they'll be like, "Oh my gosh, it's about a unicorn! Like it's yeah. magical."
0: But then an adult
2: will watch it, and then all of a sudden you realise that like there's so many messages in it that so are many. so important. Like, so many. Uh, like uh, her, oh, his name, Schmidt. 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 <laughs> yeah, he's just like. He thinks that he's like incapable of doing anything, yeah. and then his journey throughout—he is, has is so strong.
1: amazing, so like, strong, and like you're with him yeah. the entire time, and other people are like supporting him or not supporting him, and like it just shows that so you can
2: emotional. do what. You, yeah, you can do. You can just do what you want to do if you have the faith in yourself. <laughs> just dare That's to what believe. I got, yeah, yeah, it's so powerful.
0: Um,
1: the underlying music is so emotive, like when he's saying all of that, the music's going and then it changes because we suddenly look at Selena, the harpy, that's in the like cage next door and she's another real creature and you know because the music's suddenly like, bam, bam. she's terrifyingly animated and she's voiced, she only has one line, but I rem- like it sticks in my soul. Yeah. So the unicorn does get um, released by Svendrick, and they, they start freeing all the carnival animals And as she approaches the harpy's cage, it's so dramatic. She's like this terrifying big bird. It's it's horrible. And she's like... Me, me. we are sisters, yeah. you and I. And you're like... And he's like, no, don't do it. And you're like, fucking help And you're like, you does. know that it's going to try and kill her.
2: Oh, my her. God, it's so scary. Oh. It's just a
0: fight of this
1: hobby. And then, like, Mummy Fortuna, like,
2: welcomes death.
0: Yeah, I was going to... I put
1: that in there. Like, I put that on my notes. So I was like, it's like
2: she wanted to die. Yeah. But, like, she was also saving the unicorn, so it was, like, some weird, like, twisted myth yeah. story. And that death, I forgot how, like...
1: That was brutal. Oh, it's like you that don't was see anything. It's like psycho. You don't see anything, no. but you do because you put it there. So it's the scary. harpy like descends on Mummy Fortuna, who's like cackling maniacally, like, Not on your own. You'll have never freed yourself yeah. on your own. I own you. And she like starts eating her, but you only see the back of the harpy, but like its feathers are see, moving. You just see it's kind it like, of pulsing
0: oh, red. It, was it like glows
1: red and Shemendra like oh god that poor woman like I didn't like her but like no one deserved that death and the unicorn's just like she chose her death long ago it's so brutal <laughs> so, oh my god <laughs> and then she's like don't run never run from an immortal creature it only distract. it dist- it gets their attention and you're like ah words to <laughs> live by <laughs> oh the case of dragon comes for me and like all of these creatures are designed in such a magnificent yeah. way they are clearly based on these like old fairy tale illustrations from like the medieval period mm-hmm because they're like they're not cartoonish they're like they're brightening yeah. and they're real even though they're mythological they're real um and it's so good um and then we meet yeah. my favourite character and probably yours yeah. Molly fucking Molly Greer. Molly Molly, Molly Gru is the like girlfriend I guess of yeah. like Captain Cully who's this outlaw who they sort of get captured by for a little bit of the show and um 100%. I really, sorry, I really thought that that bit was longer. Same. Than it was. I thought all of it was longer. Yeah. I thought it came at different places as well. I yeah. thought we were with Captain Holly before the carnival. Yeah. Like little same. segments of episodic moments. Yeah. Um, which is so interesting and exciting. Uh, before it kind of dips. I'm gonna say, like when we get there, as an adult who came to it, like it. Didn't keep my attention, but we're with Captain Cully, and like Schrindrick does this spell, and he conjures Robin Hood, and he makes all the outlaws go away. But before them, we meet Molly Groan, and she is so interesting as a female character in an animated movie because she's like barefoot, peasanty, horrible, scraggy, brown hair weird lumpy face and like voice voice like she's clearly meant to be like 40 yeah I'd I guess say. which is really lovely because you never get that um and there's a whole bunch of stuff that we'll talk about in a minute but I sob uncontrollably every time she comes face to face with the unicorn oh my gosh that moment she like she tu- she's like ah oh, Schmendrick the magician you may have duped all of my friends but you haven't duped me and then the unicorn comes out the hedges, and she just goes, oh, "How dare you? Yeah, how and she dare you come to me her. now when I am this?" And she's like, "I'm here now." And she's like, "Why didn't you come to me when I was one of those young maidens? You always come to. I, I, I how dare you come to me now?" And, this and she's like, just so, so bewildered, she's sobbing, and Shemendrix like. This is the last unicorn, and then she says it would be the last unicorn that, that comes to, to me. Molly Groove, and I lose it every time. There's something about the way it's written and the way it's acted, because even when I'm not watching the screen, I'll cry yeah. at that bit. I honestly sob uncontrollably every single time those lines are said, and like I did the first day I watched it, and I do every other time I watch it. If there's just something about the loss of like. What ah like you don't even really know the mythology behind it, but you get that unicorns are yeah. meant to come to virgins and like it makes their lives better. And now that she's old and living in the forest and like making rags to so many things, she, and now she's finally finally sees got the unicorn, this unicorn. And this unicorn's just like, I'm sorry, and she's like, it's fine, but like this yeah. sucks. And yeah. it's so human, even though it's really not, because it's like mythological. I I weep every it's time it's just such
2: I think it's just such a lovely lovely moment mm-hmm. because it's kind of like it's almost like that thing of like it's teaching you it will happen at some point yeah your time will come at some point just even when you, when you don't you
1: expect, expect it, it. yeah and, it, and then she forgives the unicorn straight away she's like yeah. I forgive but she's still crying and she's got this wonderful voice and she's just she's just so good she's just yeah, such a good so actor so motherly and um It's so sad. It's so heartbreaking. Before that, Schmendrick was tied to a tree. Oh my God. Okay, I need to talk about this tree (laughs) moment. Because... That tree, it
2: just like I think that was probably my as a child that was one of my favorite parts of the of the film. Really? No, it was like ten seconds. Long. Yeah, it was yeah, like, yeah. a Really short moment. But the I love you, I love you, love, 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 love. <laughs> Like I used to do that to my cat. Like, yeah, yeah, I used to create this movie a lot. A, I used to pick up my cat and be like, I love you, I love you, love, 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 love. love. <laughs> But this tree, right, is a normal tree. And then he starts trying to do magic to free himself from Uh being trapped to this tree. And then it just turns into this, like... I mean, I described it as, like, an old woman with big boobs. Like, it was a really weird situation. It's it's that sort of, like...
1: uh, It's really weird. I don't... Joanna Lumley, but, like, ugly and weird. And And got a man voice. Huge huge boobs that schmendrick is like trapped Trapped in between (laughs) it's so like uncomfortable to watch but even this fucking weird tree that's meant to have this like cool hair made out of flowers Uh, like hugging this like but even this fucking tree is like i will remember the color of your eyes when the rest of the world has forgotten Um, your name just these fucking lines man that just like but at the, you're like doing a dumb thing with an ugly tree and you're like, what the fuck is happening? And then even this tree says one of the most romantic poetic things you've ever heard yeah. in your life. I and you're like, oh my
2: god. I think that is one thing about this film. Like there were
1: like huge what the fuck
2: is happening <laughs> moments. <laughs> but then a line would come out and you'd be like, How did you do that? To now, me? I'm
1: now I'm crying. <laughs> like, yeah. Now
2: I'm happy and yet yeah, I'm like, what's
1: going on? So um, and then the tree becomes jealous of the unicorn and the unicorn turns it back into a tree and you're right, it's ten seconds yeah. but again, it's that the it's voice clips like are so memorable and you're right, it's that like love, 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 love yeah. it's like so satisfying to hear it's like, it's so comforting this movie is so like yeah. it's like a hug that's also like inspirational it's yeah, really
2: it's, weird it's really bizarre that tree I just said in my notes
1: the tree, bloody yes with <laughs> exclamation marks <I'm> <laughs> It's a funny, and again, it lasts like five seconds, but it's so memorable because the animation style and the voice acting and everything around it is just so it etches into your brain in a way that other movies don't like especially modern movies yeah it's bizarre yeah Um, so then they're like the three of them are on their way and the plan is to get to King Haggard because he's the one that has the red bull and to see if they can find the unicorns to save them yes so it's a bit of a road trip and up until this point we've had these like episodic things that have happened that are really memorable once we reach Haggard's kingdom and it's such a shame because you've got King Haggard played expertly and loyally by by Christopher Lee, yeah, and then Prince Lear is his son, voiced by Jeff Bridges. And um, I think what it is because what happens on the way, they get attacked by the Red Bull, and Schmindrick. it's just is that's an example of one of those moments that
2: I was on about where, like, as a child, you sort of fill in the gaps, but yeah. as an adult, I was just like, okay, the bull just like literally appears out of, out of air, yeah, yeah, it literally just appears out of air. And then, like, it's like Molly's screaming, like, do something, do something, yeah. do something. And then, and then Srendrick's like, I don't know what to do. And she goes, you have all the power you need if you, if you dare to look for it which is a beautiful yeah. thing to say.
1: But then he, he, he does do the, the He, thing. he does do the best thing the in best that situation. Thing. He turns her human. Yeah. So now we've got the last unicorn is a, a human. human. And then Molly is just breaking down and saying, what have you done? What have you done? And I'm like, honey, you like, just told you him what? to do it. <laughs> Literally, this time yeah. round as well, I was like, Molly, babe, like, don't fucking have a... Girl. And Schmendrick's there, like, trying to fight his own corner. Yeah. And he's like, I did what you asked. You. I, I am a bearer. I am a messenger. I can't control these powers. The magic chose the form, yeah. not I. And then, of course, you have another heartbreaking moment where Molly goes oh. like, no, no. And this, girl, this, this now girl is like... I can oh, feel this body dying around, around me. What have you done me. me? I'm oh a unicorn, God. and you're like weeping again. Yeah. I'm like, for God's sake, <laughs> why, have, why have you done this to me? And this time round as well, I especially felt the journey that she does, where like you, all of a sudden, I did feel I was like you've trapped this immortal, pure being in a human yeah. body, yeah, into a mortal body. Like,
2: oh, that was so a horrible. really. I didn't realise how sad that moment was until watching it
1: again yeah. I, like
2: this is the thing the animation is so incredible like they really capture her realisation
1: yeah so so beautifully yeah and
2: I only realised that this time round yeah it's
1: so well done the way she's yeah. like moving and like giving up and and then it's even more tragic to watch her. And they it's such a shame because it means that the my engagement in the story dips the whole time they're at King Haggard's castle because the unicorn that was yeah. once powerful and brave and curious and immortal is now this human who's like yeah. very nice to like cosplay as and very pretty to look at. But, but that's you what's think? the tragedy of like King Haggard looks in her eyes and he's like, why can I not see myself in your eyes? Because he can see the forest yeah. and everything that she's seen. And then within 20 minutes, her eyes are just eyes. Yeah. And the thing where her horn used to be is now just skin. And, like, got, it's so sad.
2: The thing that got me, though, with that whole bit, is that, like, when they when she's approaching the castle, she's just, like, full on in a cave and no shoes and no one's questioning her. Yeah, yeah. And then he looks into her eyes and sees all this forest... And then it's only 20 minutes later that he's all
1: like, I know what you are. Yeah. And it's like, <laughs> yeah. how did that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How it's, did you not know about the, t- the whole timeline when they're at the castle is weird. And, um,. Fucking she's there battling with the like I I knew I'm I know I'm here for a reason Molly, but I can't remember what it is and she's like the unicorns We're here for the unicorns and we're trying to keep it a secret from King Haggard who we're all in employment of now Meanwhile Prince Lear is trying to like bang her Which is so annoying and it's even more annoying that Molly's like I'll help you and then she starts scolding her For being like why don't you like like
2: him and it's like Molly like literally half an hour ago you <laughs> were crying over the fact that you're seeing a unicorn yeah. for the first time and now you're saying oh yeah let's just ditch the unicorn yeah, thing and marry their prince marry the prince not a and problem and he's off, like just slaying dragons yeah. slaying giants trying to win her over
1: and this thing he's like no matter what I do I can't get her attention I think I even wrote it he's like And I'm like, how about we leave the girl alone? And he's like, I don't know how to win her. And I'm like, how about we don't try and win her at all? And he's like, "It's just not working." And I'm like, "So leave her alone, then." I must say that's the kind of annoying part I found about the film.
2: It like, really it. it yeah, it, it went from like being a lovely film about this unicorn and it being the quest. last unicorn on a quest. So then introducing a love story, like, why was the love
1: story necessary? The love story is so unnecessary, it's so and not it, it would be more. That I I can't remember how it plays out in the book, but it feels like they would. There's a depth to it, of course, because. Um this unicorn is now trapped in a mortal body. She's learning what it is to love. She's learning what it is to let go of her past. She doesn't want to meet her destiny anymore. She wants to be comfortable in this relationship. But the relationship doesn't last long enough in the movie. We don't care that these two get together, especially as an adult. I'm watching Mm. it and I'm like, yo, remember the unicorns are in the sea and we need to save them somehow. Why are we not doing that? Molly, why do you want these two people to hook up now? Yeah, Molly, why are you just abandoning the quest? What's going on here? Um... And she as a character becomes utterly pathetic. Yeah, she really does. She becomes so boring and, like, wet. And it's such a shame. Yeah. My housemate joined for the last half of this movie, and she was like, this unicorn's shitty. And I'm like, I know, she is now, but she wasn't. She wasn't. Like, she's literally lost all of her empowerment. Yeah. And it's like, are you trying to say because she
2: got put in a theme in, in like, a... Like human body, that's what it is. They're like she
1: sucks, she's now. just like, <laughs> shitty now. That's how we see human women. They but, suck. Yeah, like I and like, like you, what is you have this? to get with this guy. Like how dare you not get with this guy? Yeah. And that's shitty, and it's and it just goes on for a bit. And she sings this song now that I'm a woman. Yeah. And um, <sighs> it's. It's difficult because it's meant to be her falling in love with Leah but also forgetting the unicorn. The song is very warbly by Mia Farrow, so it doesn't have the power that I think it was meant to. Like, I can see what they were trying to convey, but they didn't quite get it, and it didn't last quite long enough. We don't really have a concept of how long they've been at this castle and how long they've been waylaying their quest. So again, I'm just a bit like... We've all forgotten about the unicorns a bit quickly here. Yeah, it's kind of... one of those moments where, like, as a child,
2: it made sense, but as an yeah. adult watching it back, I was just kind of like, okay, but like, in 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 our timelines, you arrived five minutes. Yeah, ago. yeah, literally. In your, ti- your timelines, you've probably been there for months. Could have been, yeah, even in um, year. And also, can I just say, like, not to be mean, but like, her singing voice is really annoying. Oh, that's
1: like, so it awful! It just didn't work. <laughs> for me. I mean, like not in tune no <laughs> just like not good <laughs> it's like do what people maybe they didn't have the budget but like do what everyone else was doing in the 80s and employ Mia for the voice but employ yeah. someone else for the, the singing. singing voice. like it's okay we won't judge you and yet they don't they let her sing yeah. and I guess they were trying to capture that sort of feebleness but it's, so, it's too feeble it just doesn't work for me and then Jeff Bridges sings his song, which is equally kind of boring, because we'd had some kind of bangers. Yeah. I even like the song, like, Man's Road. I kind of like that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> even though yeah. it's kind of forgettable. But now that I'm a Woman, it's just awful. And um, his song as well, and they kind of duet it a bit, and that's when they fall in love. And then finally the plot comes back, thanks to the Yar exposition cat. I That cat, I just... I forgot that cat existed, <laughs> yeah. and it came on, and I was like,
2: "Wait, there's a cat with a peg leg and an eye patch that he's able to swap over." So he's just making it up that he's got this eye patch. He's speaking with an with a pirate accent and going, "Yarr, yeah. And then when Molly's like stroking him, and he's going, "Yarr, yeah, That's good. Yarr. I read it down as so like, "Her, her, do that." I got. Per per, that'd be nice.
1: <laughs> and then he swapped the eye patch. <laughs> and it's so funny because he's introduced by like the cavern is shaking, and Molly is yeah. like, "Holy shit, what the fuck?" And he's like, "Yar, it's the Red Bull going out to hunt for the unicorn he lost." And don't pretend you don't know that because it's true. It's like you yeah. know what's happening, Molly. This is for the audience. Like, yar, some exposition for you all. And his little peg leg like, is so cute. And is he, so I mean, I've written unicorn. He says it like Y-U-N-I-C-A-R-N. It's like a unicorn. <laughs> no, like, it's yeah, just so funny. Like I love this cat, but it doesn't make a lick of sense. No, and it he kind of helps her. She's like, He's like, we are to get to the Red Bull, we need to do this. And she's like, for the love of fuck, this is a kid's movie. We've got an hour and a half. Why can't you be more explicit? Yeah. you tell me. And he's like, because I are what I are. I be what I be. I'm a cat. And cats <laughs> don't tell... Anything straight or the truth and then he like oh swatches his eye patch over and you're like, Cool, great. And then Molly's like, I found what the cat was talking about within like two minutes. Yeah. And the unicorn's just like there in the background. And then we have
2: the bit with the skeleton, which is really cool. Oh yeah. wait, wait when's the bit when um when the king's like saying I know what you are to, um, oh, to yeah. the unicorn? It happens That's
1: like between right. the two songs. So King Haggard's there, and he's like, "Yes, the sea. I like the sea." And he has this whole monologue where he's like, "Unicorns were the only thing that made me happy. Yeah. I know that you're the last unicorn."
2: And the, can I just say, like, the unicorns are just like living in the sea. And yeah, they're I do living in the sea.
1: Logistically, understand that at all? They're I like, don't we see that. them be driven into the ocean by the Red Gull. and then they're just in there? the sea. And then and then it keeps flashing to the sea.
2: As, and he's looking at the sea, and he's describing how he likes to look at them in the sea, but yet you don't
1: see them in the yeah, sea. Yeah, you don't see it. And to, to, to the film's credit, like she turns around and she's like, I don't understand what you're looking at. And he's yeah. like, don't lie to me. And she's like, I, what the fuck? And then he's like, yeah. oh God, I can see myself in your eyes now. You're clearly like all human. And you're like, no. Yeah, there, was, there ah. were like a
2: few lines of that, but... The bit when he was saying, like, I knew what you were before, where I was a bit like, Your description is really weird. Like, yeah. at one point he goes, The flash of your throat as you breathe gave it away.
1: It's like, What? <laughs> <Gross>. Yuck.
2: What? <laughs> what I had to write that down because I was just I like, What? <laughs> Did you just see. say that?
1: But yeah, then when she gets the whacked out. She's like, He's mad! Mad! Yeah. And then has to, like, throw herself under the, like, power to like weep and I'm like for fuck's sake yeah she becomes really wet it's, it's kind of annoying the point she literally trips on a rock and has the audacity to turn to camera to literally say out loud my ankle am like Stop. I wrote that bit down the <laughs> down that annoyed me so much because she just so trips much.
2: and then she doesn't bloody move she doesn't get up she again she just stays there she's just like oh
1: my ankle Leah help me if you hurt, hurt your ankle say. you can still move like just move and it just it makes that whole segment really boring to watch as yeah. an adult, because yeah. you're just like, this sucks. I mean, you ruined all the characters. And then um, there's a wonderful moment. So my housemate doesn't know this movie very well. She's just like, oh, it's the one where they, like, fuck the horse, right? And I'm like, <laughs> I mean, yes. yes. Because Prince Lear, they, they, they beat this skeleton, who's really cool. We'll talk about him in a minute. And they go through the clock, and they're in this tunnel... And they're all like, fuck, we need to fight the Red Bulls. She needs to fight it as a unicorn. And she's like, I want to stay human. And you're like, oh my God, honey. Oh, that no. So much. But it's tragic. Like, I, w- I could see the tragedy of it. And Schmendrick's the only one, like, trying to get her. And Molly Gru's like, Keeper is a fucking human. She's happy. You just don't care. And he's like, God, I wish I didn't care, but I do. Yeah. I have to turn her back into a unicorn. And it's all very dramatic and tragic and, and like, scary and sad. And then Prince Lear is like, I love whom I love. And he's like, I have to turn her back into a unicorn. And he's like, I love whom I love. And you're like, you know you can't fuck a horse, right? <laughs> like, you're talking about he, loving a horse. can't do that, man. <laughs> Jeff, I'm really sorry. <laughs> it's, it's such a funny line because he I literally he said it like that. shut cup up. Where he's like, I love whom I love. And he's like, okay. And then he <laughs> turns her in back it. into a unicorn and he's like... Huh. All right. (laughs) For fuck's sake, no! Don't fuck the horse. Oh my god. So funny. Oh my god. So the skeleton, uh, they have to do like they have to answer his riddle, and he doesn't tell them where to go. And he's really interestingly animated, and he's really fun. And they trick him with this like fake wine, and he pretends to remember what it's like to drink it, and then he tells them where to go, and then. This is my favourite line from the whole thing, it's so stupid, but this is what I quote the most. When they start running towards the clock, he can suddenly see that the Lady Amalfia is actually a unicorn and it, like, flashes for him. His skull, like, changes shape into, like, a villainous skull and his eyes start glowing red and he's like, Oh, no, not you, not that one, Haggard, unicorn! Yeah, and he's just, like, screaming, and that is what I quote all the time. I'm like, <laughs> I Love it. It's so dramatic, and they're like, is so running good. to this clock, and I'm just like, this fucking movie it's picked up again. Like, and then immediately she turns back into a unicorn. So you're like, fuck yeah! We just had to deal with that 15 minutes of like two songs and like rubbish character development. Yeah, it's so
2: true. Actually, it's like a switch in the film. The minute he starts yeah. like screaming unicorn, and you're like, and and we're back on board we're back again. again. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. I love. Whom I love. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, time. Time. it's a horse and then it's fucking great again like as an adult it's really interesting watching yeah. this because she, she turns back into a unicorn and she starts fighting the red bull and she starts getting pushed into the ocean and she's like god and, some, and again Molly's like Schmendrick do something and it's like Molly how about you do something Yeah. and Schmendrick's like I can't do anything this is what heroes are for and Leah's like you're right this is what heroes are for <laughs> I love that bit instantly dies
2: <laughs> he just <laughs> the bit Right, it just cracked me up because he's like, yeah, you're right, this is what heroes are for. And then he just runs into this bull, And I'm like... He, what were you, you trying
1: he, to achieve? He, like, Naruto runs towards the <laughs> Red Bull, who immediately just
0: tosses, yeets him across the beach, and he's dead like, on the ground. what were you trying to achieve? And like, you're what like, is
1: wow, this? Wow, good job, <laughs> Leah. So then the unicorn has to do everything herself, yeah. I guess. And she, like, fights back, and, like, all the unicorns from the ocean in a beautiful gift set. I love that It's, mix. like, the waves, and the, like, white froth of the waves okay, are the and unicorns. And like they're like cascading yes. over the Red Bull, and it's just magnificent that piece of whole animation. That
2: end sequence, actually, from the unicorns coming out of the sea, destroying the Red Bull, going over the castle, and the castle and the slowly castle's like coming down. rumbling down into the sea. I was
1: like, oh my gosh! Yeah, it's breathtaking. And the music, yes. when like the music's like dun, da da da, so like fantastic. cascading over. And then as they hit the beach and start running, it's like da 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 and then, like castle's crumbling into the sea and Haggard's like, no! And he like, yeah. falls to his death. It's so good. It's, it's just so, so good. Dear. And then what's so lovely is that they're like weeping over Leah's dead body and the unicorn comes back and Molly makes a point of saying, oh, you came back because there was no expectation no. for her to. As an audience, you're like, of course she'll stay. She's the fucking main character and she needs to say goodbye to her friends. But no, she's a unicorn again now. Yeah,
2: she doesn't have to. She has to, no like, reason to do anything ever in, again. And like, Watching it as an adult, you're like, oh, okay, actually, in my head right now, I'm thinking she might not even know who they are. Because yeah. that
1: was what the possibility was, her turning back again. She might not oh, yeah, know who just some memories. But as Schmendrick says, like, she's the only unicorn now that, re- like, knows regret and remembers. Oh, that's it, yeah. It's so oh. sad. So she brings Leah back to life, even though he doesn't deserve it. No, and he does um. it He thinks it's all a dream. <laughs> yeah. And then he looks up and sees the unicorn and he's like, huh, that's weird. And then she's like, I remember, I remember you. And then she goes and you're like, fair enough, that's really sad. And they like, they go off. It's really funny. It's like, they're like, goodbye, Lear. And he's like, I'm going to go off and try and make something of myself. And they're like, cool, bye. And then he's like, Molly, come with me for luck, for laughs, for the unknown. Come with me. And she goes, all right. (laughs) It's like one word answer. And they get on the horse together and they ride off. And then they're, like, snoozing under a tree and the unicorn comes back to say goodbye. And it's so... Again, in like, she doesn't have to. And she's like, I remember everything. I know of all the unicorns, I no regret and I know sadness and I know love yeah and he's like I'm so sorry to have done this to you and she's like no unicorns are back in the world again and we couldn't have done that with and you're just like oh (laughs) (laughs) oh it's so true and then Molly wakes up just in time to be like bye and she's like I'm alive it's so good So I'm like crying again and then like the end credits is her like making the journey back to the forest it's so lovely but with everything that's been said and like I think that's yeah that's the end of my notes because I'm just weeping from this to point out I actually felt so
2: sorry for the prince though because really? like he goes like I wrote down this. he goes um I will miss you I've never had any friends before Aww. and I just sort of clocked him ahead hang on he's lost his dad he's lost the love of his life and he's lost his only friend and he's just galloping off like (laughs) oh "Oh, it's fine well And I never picked that up as a child, but I was like, Um, hang on,
1: this guy's literally got nothing. Yeah, and it's sad as well, you learn his origin story from Haggard, where she's like, your son's back, and he's like, he's not my son, and you're like, wow, ouch, and he's like, no, genuinely, he's not my son, I like, stole him from a doorstep because I thought it would make me happy. And you're like, wait, what? It's just Did so deep. Did you tell deep. him that? Yeah, it's so deep. <laughs> and he's like, but it didn't. The only thing that made me happy is unicorns. And Haggard's such an interesting character. And Christopher yeah. Lee is such perfect casting for him. Um, yeah. He just lives in this horribly run-down castle and the only thing that makes him happy is looking out onto the sea where he's kept all these unicorns and um, it's just a sad existence and poor, you're right Poor Lear is just yeah. like dad do you love me and he's like no, no. he's like oh, okay I love this woman she's technically a unicorn oh well no like she's back being a horse now and he's like fuck and then he dies at the first time of trying to yeah. genuinely do something good like he doesn't even achieve anything no he doesn't he doesn't even like slightly give her a bit of time to do something or like he just dies I don't know what that's saying about heroes or humans but (laughs) yeah literally
0: I don't know
1: it's sad but it's beautiful and then she goes back to her forest and the credits roll and it's such a shame that there's that ten minute of what essentially the plot is of them at Haggard's Castle yeah. is just so, like, uninteresting. And I found myself getting distracted and not watching it properly because so I was like, Ugh.
2: I did. I had to go back a few times because
1: I had realised yeah. that I zoned out yeah. and I was, like, on
2: my phone or something, and I was like, no, I'm gonna watch it. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. I did the same. And it's yeah. such a shame because the the carnival keeps you so engaged and then yeah. Captain Cully keeps you so engaged and everything's been so memorable and romantic and dramatic. And then we get to this castle and the plot, everything sort of stops.
2: I feel like it was kind of like a, uh, like, oh, this is going to be for children, little girls love, you know, fairy tales. But yeah. so they also love the love story of the prince yeah. and the princess. And I feel like. They were kind of building up to this massive moment, but it wasn't a massive moment, it was unnecessary, and I feel yeah. like it didn't need to be there. I feel like if they'd have just arrived at this castle and then, yeah, she got turned into a woman, mm. then it continued on...
1: Yeah, and we it dealt with trying to find the Red Bull and trying to yeah. find the riddles. If it was more riddles than this love story, and I don't mind if Leo falls in with with her because he's not seen another human being his no, entire, exactly. like, 23 years of existence. But for her to fall back in love with him, they needed more time to flesh that out yeah, to really definitely. push forward the tragedy of the unrequited or, like, un, like the love story. The yeah. love story has an element of tragedy and bittersweetness to it, but it's not played long enough here for us to really grasp that, so it no. just feels like a waste of
2: time. Definitely, because it literally, like, she was, she was going, no, 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 I can't love him, I can't love him, to the song and then yeah. over the course of the song yeah, suddenly she, she starts
1: falling in love and then they have this kiss at the end of the song and, and you're like oh, and, okay. and that's when then she's like I don't want to be a unicorn anymore I don't yes. want to do my destiny I just want to be a dumb woman and like love him forever and you're like oh god yeah, you're like why wasting all of your happening? potential and like that's fine like I get it but we don't care enough about this relationship to no. want you to want this relationship you haven't given us enough of this relationship for us to care and you're pathetic as a character yeah. as a woman that I'm just like totally Back into a horse.
2: It annoys me actually the way that she's just like because she's absolutely beautiful as a woman. Yeah. But she is like the thinnest woman. Yeah. She's got the biggest hair, yeah. the most beautiful, dainty face. Yep, yep, but yep. yet
1: she's like so pathetic, and I'm like, what are you trying to portray? Yeah. What have I you lost? Like by being turned into a human, you've lost an essence of you. Yeah. And you've lost how mature and wise you were. Like you, she seemed ageless when she was a unicorn. Yeah. And you could see that she. Been around for hundreds of years and yet also none at all. Whereas when she became a human, she's suddenly like 16. Yeah. And she is like 16. And you're like, why are you not? I'd be interested to reread the book. And Peter S. Beagle, who wrote the book, has written a screenplay. And there's been talks for years of a live action adaptation which if they could just hold off for another 12 years so I could play Molly Grew that would oh, that be would great that <laughs> would um, and Cate Blanchett has to play the unicorn because yes. like no one else has that sort of like wise beyond their years yet still very young thing that sort of elvenness yeah about them um and they were gonna get Angela Lansbury and Christopher Lee to reprise their roles in the live action, which would like, been But obviously like one of them's dead now and one of them still could. But um, whether she would or not is a whole different thing. Yeah. But um usually I'm very against turning animated movies into live action. But if the original author has written the screenplay and I'm in it.
2: <laughs> Definitely. Um
1: but do you know what I mean? I feel yeah. like this would actually work if you if you kept what was good and then fleshed out what was bad so it became definitely, good. Definitely,
2: definitely. I'd be interested to see how they would like make it as magical and as colourful yeah. because I think that was the massive thing. The animation was so colourful. Yeah, was gorgeous. But I guess now with like the technology
1: and stuff they would be done. I would not want them to rely solely on CGI. No. I would want mostly practical effects I would want them to find they would have to shoot it in like New Zealand I was going to say New Zealand yeah and do like I love Legend which is an 80s live action fantasy and what they did was they just went to the German countryside and then just like covered it in glitter oh my god and it looks cheesy but I think it looks fantastical because it's like it's the like foresty countryside but it's like covered in glitter so it's got this magical element to it oh that's cool and if they did something like that that's (laughs) (laughs) eco-friendly I think you could go to European forests and shoot this and oh definitely I mean it could probably make an excellent stage show especially if you did the unicorn in that war horsey way because what sucks is that if your main character is a horse you can't put a real horse in there no Maybe you could, b- because because mm, she's talking. but a puppet would be a bit weird. Mm. Um, but CGI would also be weird. Maybe they'd do that babe thing where they got a live action horse and then like CGI'd its mouth so it looked like uh, it was talking. Yeah. Maybe that would be the best way to do it. Yeah, they could do it like that. And like slightly think. enhance the horse so it looks a bit more sexy unicorn-y. Yeah. Because she's meant to have like slim ankles and like yeah, purple she, eyes. Yeah, she's
2: meant to be like just like so graceful and beautiful yeah. and like the... <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, exactly. Like yeah, they're just really like, slender. CGI'd a real horse. I think that's the best way to do yeah. it. Yeah. Get a voice by Kate Blanchett and like... Yeah. Alan Arkin voices Svendrick. Yes. Um, who I know as the granddad from Little Miss Sunshine and nothing else. <laughs> yeah, no, I was, I didn't know what else he'd been in, actually. No, but he's like a notable actor. Yeah. The voice cast is exceptional. Um, and if, yeah, if you were going to translate it over to live action, you would have to get an equally exceptional cast. Yeah, I, um, I agree. To make it work. And as long as the original author was on board and you didn't fuck it up... Maybe I'll let it happen, which usually I don't. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> um, but yeah, I've run out of notes because yeah. we've got to the end of the movie. But I mean, I was so excited when you suggested it because I, I didn't know? think anyone else had seen it. Especially as it's, what, it's 1983? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I was like, no one's, I mean, it's even weird that I've seen this as a child of 91. So anyone younger than me surely wouldn't have because <laughs> they wouldn't have had the opportunity, and it's like never on TV. Um, so when you were like, oh, "I want to do this movie called The Last Unicorn," I was like, "Oh yeah,
2: yes, 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 yes."
1: So it's been really good, and I'm glad you were because I was. Because um, when you were a kid, did you did you get bored in that middle segment? Um, yeah,
2: I do remember getting a yeah. bit bored. Um, I think because it's uh, i think it's because you know i think i kept engaged when because she was so beautiful and stuff as of course, a horse yeah. like, as a and child you're like moves oh in my gosh, a, she's a princess yeah. like i want to be a princess yeah it's so true yeah. and i think the
1: first few times i watched that i, de- I watched that i definitely had that she's just yeah. so beautifully animated and beautifully voiced that you're just like enraptured because you're just yeah. like pretty... Pretty dresses, pretty hair, doing pretty
2: things. I do remember that middle bit, like, seemed so long when I was young. And I think a few times it stopped me watching it because, like, I was just like, no, it's really long there. Yeah, there's that bit in the middle that's boring. Yeah, it really,
1: it's probably why this movie hasn't reached that status that others have because of that 10 minutes. Is it really It's crazy like
2: I don't know anyone else has seen it. Mm. And I think that's probably why because like Mm. I don't know. Well I don't know, like I mean I know it's an older movie once
1: and then been like no or like turned off halfway through. And it's such a shame because the rest of it is so good. Yeah. And that's why I would have it on in the background a lot, because I would like watch the carnival and I would watch cully and then I would like Like, do something else and then I would come back for the finale. It sucks that it's the third act and it's the climax because it's like the important bit in theory, but it's the most boring bit. And it's because the animation sort of halts. We're stuck in this boring, drab castle. I think that's the thing. It goes from being like so like colourful to then just being
2: grey. Like even even the king's skin is grey. Yeah. And just like everything seems so (laughs) dark and and dull and drab and. Cold.
1: Yeah. And it's like, where's the colour? Where's the yeah. light? And she's forgetting everything. Yeah. And the other two are, like, forgetting everything. And you're just sort of like, wait, what? Why is everyone forgetting why yeah. they're there? Yeah, what the fuck's going on? And even the sea
2: is dark. Yeah. It, like, when is it ever... There's no sun. Where's the sun?
1: No I sun around constant, that point. And it's clouds. a lot of, like, random flashes and montages yeah. of, like him going and slaying a dragon and you're like I don't care like this that was really
2: random that bit I was yeah. like what do you think we are gonna get by like killing a dragon for her <laughs> there he, you
1: like, go gives her tries to give her his head <laughs> yeah, so and weird. I think I wrote down I was like yeah dude like fucking give me the head of an endangered animal any day and I'll <laughs> yeah. fuck you like no I would also give you a. like he's like she gave me a look and I felt like I was sorry that I killed the thing imagine yeah, that really sorry for killing a dragon And you're like, yeah, you slice the head off an endangered exotic creature (laughs) and then try to give it to her. Like, I'd also be like, get that the fuck away from me. Like, ew, I don't want that. (laughs) Like, no. Go away. Oh, gosh. And yet she still falls in love with him because the 80s. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, I genuinely still love it though and I watch oh, it over yeah. and over again because it's just so beautiful like and do check out the soundtrack like there's only like five songs on there and three of them suck but like <laughs> the main title is up there with like yeah. the main title of the never story is like an 80s banger Um, and the opening credits is just so beautifully done over that tapestry Um, so yeah thank you so much for picking the movie Um, do you have anything you want to plug anywhere we can find you Um, you can find me on Instagram
2: at monyoung with double g and um, on Twitter
1: the same actually nice amazing you can find why this film on twitter at why this film or on instagram at why this film or on facebook at why this film podcast and you can always email into us at why this film podcast at gmail.com if you watched this movie when you were younger if you didn't watch this movie when you were younger if you're tempted to watch it but put off by the 10 minutes don't power through um it's really great i'm emily slade and we'll see you next time on why this film bye the, the film, film and we talked about it about but now it's time, time to say goodbye
0: we'll be back, back again with another movie that makes you wanna ask me. why 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 this film podcast has a patreon patreon is a membership platform that makes it easy for artists and creators to get paid head to patreon.com forward slash why this film podcast and you can select a tier. For £3 a month, you can join Camelot and enjoy early access to episodes, including seasons 1-3. to three. You'll get to vote in polls and get a personal shout-out on the pod. For £5 a month, you can join Ferngully. With instant access to everything from Camelot, Ferngully members can also enjoy bonus content, live episode voting power, plus access to monthly movie night grab your popcorn and a drink of your choice as we pajama up and watch a movie together remotely and for 10 pounds a month you can join the enchanted forest where on top of everything from camelot and fern gully you can be part of a live episode where we all discuss a movie chosen by you And if you're not into 80s and 90s animated tears you can skip all that and make a custom pledge of an amount that suits you or you can head over to co-fi.com forward slash why this film podcast and buy me a coffee with a one-off payment. We will be adding hot chocolate to that coffee. And probably chick cream and marshmallows and sprinkles, but you don't need to worry about that. Thank you to all who donate. And thanks to my patron David for supporting this episode on Patreon. Why This Film Podcast is my happy place. I love chatting to guests and revisiting long-lost movies, and I hope you do too.